Welcome back to the studio, Melza. Thanks. I feel like I've never left. Yeah, you're here a lot. <laughs> I'm here a lot. Um, but I say that with a happy tone in my voice. I'm still a bit homeless, so it is a nice comfy couch to sleep on occasionally. You don't fit that bill at all. Unkept hair, flanny. I feel like I'm looking decent today. You're looking fit again. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I've, um... Somehow you're going to turn that into me giving you an insult at some point. <laughs> yeah. You said fit three times. You said you're looking fit again. That's like past tense. There was a time when I didn't look fit. Hmm. Well, let's just move on from that. <laughs> so someone who always looks fit. Does he? He never looks unfit. He can fluctuate quite a bit like a small dog. Yeah, I think and his temperament. Still, he can pull it off regardless what yeah. his bodily condition is. We're talking yeah. about Daniel Caulfield. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Obviously one of my best friends, but I agree with you. <laughs> he's a cool dude. Um, I've become significantly in his life a lot lately. Intertwined. Intertwined even. with his life. Um. And I'd, I'd dig him as well. I, I click with him and on many levels, so I'm keen to hear what he has to say. So I guess he's been on the show before, but more so than anything, he's been mentioned a lot. Yeah. He was a big part of different forms of my life for a long yeah. time. But today he's coming to talk about his new band, yep. Microcuts, mm-hmm. which one of the great names. And he, it's a different change of style for him. He's singing in this one. And I think it might be the first time since he was playing Jack Johnson covers in about 2002 Mm -hmm. that he's been singing in public. Yeah. And he's also playing guitar, which I don't think he's done in any of the bands. He's been writing a lot on guitar for a long time, but I don't think he's actually been the guitar player in a band for a very long time. I just know Dan as the the metalhead. Yeah. And I learnt from Dan and Caldwell, actually, who's in Microcuts as well. There's a lot more into singing metal than just yelling. So it's actually a lot of voice control and work that goes into executing that. So if he can do that, now with my newfound appreciation of the craft, I'm expecting big things from microcuts. Yeah, so they're a rock band. Yep. And it seems to be something he's been kind of moving towards for a while and it's a really good song. Yeah. And it's got a we'll talk I'm assuming we'll probably get to what it means. Like yeah. I'm interested to find out what it is exactly yep. the song's about because Dan is as a previous guest has mentioned, Dan's an onion. Yeah. I think Ryan Wilson might have described things as people are onions. quite often an onion, and Dan is a multi-layered onion. So. I love onions. Not to eat raw, but they're nice when you sort of cook and just unravel. I prefer you didn't eat my best, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be good. He's little. So we'll probably, I don't know what else we'll get onto today. The good thing about having someone on like a Dan is that... Like it. Dan. Like a Dan. Or an actual Dan. Or an actual Dan, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's Dan adjacent. Yeah, yeah. He is that we can go pretty much anywhere with him, and he's or usually a pretty open book. So yeah, that's no, cool. Excellent. Well, talking about open books, <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to do an awkward throw to you. Yeah, I've all me uncomfortably. Now we've talked about how this is not a. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a bit of revenge, so I'm just going to make the segue. If you want to support the show, uh, you can go to something to do with books. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to try one out on you. <laughs> This is why we really, and Mel's hassling me, we are going to bring the video at some yeah. point. So that would have been a video moment. Yeah. If you want to support the show, which we really appreciate, you mm-hmm. can do that for as little as $3 per yeah. donation. Or you that's can, nothing. That's less than a, class of cup, of, a, 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 a cup of coffee. It's three times $1. It is. That's, that's marvellous. Marvellous <laughs> math there. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's easy. You, you don't, yeah. Just don't put it in the pokies and put it into us. 
Correct. That's really yeah. where it should go. Yeah. Every time you think about gambling, and slot we're not far off us. things. Yeah, just slot it into us. <laughs> <laughs> slot it into some punching sideways. Just go to punching sideways and press that slot button. Yeah. It'll look a lot like a buy me a coffee button. <laughs> that's it. And yeah, you can click and play there, share it. And this is Dan Caulfield, singer of many, many heavy bands over the yeah. years. But today we're talking about his new rock band, Microcuts. Yeah. Righto, let's do it. It's going to be like a Prince thing where you've got all I've these got, recorded songs ready in the vault. And then it's like, if I, if I die, yeah. we can just come in and if just I, keep continuing releasing songs. If I was to unfortunately songs. pass away, and make, that would, would hopefully make me super famous, there would be a, a song coming out every three months for the next like mm-hmm. gajillion years. Is that the next level? You know, for, for me to get no, for me to get famous, mm. or for you to get famous, do we have to die first? You like, have to be slightly famous first, then you can die. All right, so I've still got a little bit of work yeah. to do before I can yeah. give up. Yeah. on the world, and yeah. I really sorry, unless Josh and you, you and I recorded a bazillion podcasts mm. ahead. I don't feel like my emceeing skills would live on <laughs> to test the time. Like, will people sit back and go? I remember that day that she nah. emceed my day at work. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to get. They might remember if you did that. <laughs> Just follow me around for a whole week <laughs> and emcee everything like we were talking about. Dan. Just rock up, rock up to my house and just emcee me like going to the toilet. So Dan just mentioned when um, he came in that I'm everywhere that he is now. Everything that he seems to be doing I'm part of but in a different aspect, I suppose. So he came up with the idea that maybe I could just – MC his day at work. Just take a permanent role as my which, personal MC. <laughs> which I'm actually, to be honest, <laughs> not against. <laughs> like my brain. I think Dad's okay with it too. <laughs> like, he looks okay. I'll let it happen, man. Literally, <laughs> we need to talk to Steve at Blackline <laughs> and see. Hey, can we just can Mel just come in and MC? maybe not the whole week, maybe a couple of days. Yeah, he's a real chill dude. He probably and, just say yes and just go. Hey, can Mel just come in and just start MC work? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She yeah. needs skills. You're Get all about helping everyone. <laughs> Can Mel, and he just already signed off on it. Yeah. 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 Doesn't exactly. even know what it yeah. Is. yeah. Yep. Just go for it, mate. <laughs> yeah. For the greater good. Yeah. For the greater good. Yeah. Righto, Daniel. Well, welcome. Well, welcome, Daniel. Hey, thanks. Good um, to be here. Firstly, I'd just like to say um, you're looking very dapper. Thank you. Um, this is on the floor at home, so that's what you got. No, um, you almost look like you deliberately pulled this look together. Thank today. you. I did not. For the listeners at home, he's wearing um, some just nice ripped knee jeans the with, a, them. with a white or a stripy sock. Actually, of, can you mention this bit as well? He's got a cat chewed sock <laughs> with some um, baller type basketball shoes, which I really like. A bit not, of a, be- a beanie and, and an intellect throw in of um, bespectacled glasses. Yes. I commented on the specs as I walked in. Yeah, the glasses yeah. are what makes you. Um, Appear smarter than you actually are. Also, not for sale. Not for sale. After you drive I was just going to knock. You, I was just going to knock you down and <laughs> take them. I didn't know where I was going. I was yeah. not going to offer up any money for them. No, at all. Don't fine. Do that. You do look good. Yeah, thanks. How long have you had the glasses for, Dan? Oh man, probably about a year and a half now. Have you had to tighten? Have you had to tighten the screw yet? 
No, not yet. I Indeed. discovered that when you can't see very well and you take the glasses off <laughs> to tighten the screw, you can no longer see the screw. <laughs> no, they're pretty make, good. They're like, they're, it does make a lot good. of sense. Yeah. You almost need another pair of glasses to fix your glasses. Yeah. Me and my no. dad were trying to fix these glasses and our heads were about two inches apart and the glasses were an inch away <laughs> trying to see. And he's like, am I hitting it? No, that's the lens, Dad. <laughs> do you want me to get some nail polish out of the car? Why do you have nail polish? Oh, why do you have nail polish? I don't. The 78-year-old did. Oh, really? I don't know why he's got it. He had nail polish Th- That was car. his plan, yeah. Yeah, right. He Dad's very prepared. He's very prepared for any situation. Yeah. I, I find. So if this is Old the... Terry Liston, he's, he's got it. He's a he's prepper. Got, he's got game. Is that his name? Terry yeah. is his name, yeah. Wow. Terrence. I didn't mention that in our last episode, which a few episodes ago, with Terry's big bearded ball drop. That's your dad's name. <laughs> because he doesn't have a beard. Oh, wow. He's an electrician, yes. so he's very savvy. He's very prepared for things. So yeah. it could be for anything, really. In yeah. case, I don't know, a girl gets in his car and yeah. she hasn't got nail polish, then Terry's got your back. Well, you can also <laughs> fix like runs in stockings with nail polish as well. You can fix what? Runs in stockings with well, nail obviously polish. Obviously, Terry knows that. Yeah. So. yeah, that's probably what it's for. Yeah. Because I think there's more chance that he'll meet an elderly lady With and need them. Yeah, then yeah. there is a young lady in his car. I don't know. Your dad's got game, man. How He's do you feel about that? Been dealing with that my whole life. Your dad having game. My first girlfriend saw a picture He's of him yeah. playing rugby, and out of all the people on the photo, I didn't know who he was because there was no names on there. Said that guy is so hot. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, fantastic. Yeah. That's, really. That's my dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So for, for anyone that's just tuning in, Dan Caulfield is like a sort of an annoying new character that comes in and out. You're actually here with the first time, well, not in this studio, yeah. the first time that I was welcomed aboard the flagship of the Punching Sideways as a co-host. Yes. We have a photo of us Used on, to... on, the, on the little couch together. Yeah. Um, Sweet. So we brought you back. Thanks. And it's nice to have someone else to throw shade on Josh. I'm just happy there's yeah. someone in here wearing glasses other than me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't see either of you. Because I thought you were <laughs> you were hedging towards some kind of glasses-related put-down before. No. And we didn't quite get there. No, no, no. I, I there's still time, but we've got to I dig time. glasses. Yeah, cool. To be honest. Yeah, cool. People that wear them and own it, like, go for it. Like, both yeah. of you have personality statement glasses. Yeah. Hmm. So good for you. I was, yeah. was going to say when you said to Dan, they make you look smarter than you actually are. I was going to comment on the fact I've been pulling that off for five years. <laughs> Let's never say that sentence again. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I believe that um, maybe I should wear glasses. Possibly. <laughs> maybe we'll get a photo with me with one of you. Does it really make you look smarter though? No. I don't know if it does. I just think that you two just look together. I feel like you're... I should look like I should be going to church today. That's what Dan I is like. a together looking person in general. You are. He could, it's sort he of... could... sucks, doesn't it? He could... I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you could take it's glasses. A, it's a ruse. When I take my glasses off at work, if I've got to clean them or yeah. just for whatever reason, I have people actively reach out to me that are fellow staff members and say, put your glasses back on. <laughs> Oh, really? Like, some of them can't handle it. Yeah. It's just get them back on. Whereas, Dan, you take yours off and you're still just the same dude. Yeah. Tell me much. tell me this. This is a little bit of a... When we were in lockdown, we are having to wear masks. How did you cope with the old masks and oh, the, the glasses thing? No. No, no good? No. She's not they a fog winner. up? Sorry, you're not a winner. Like, oh, nah. Nah, fogged up. Like, I couldn't do it. I went no glasses for ages. At work. Oh, really? So I was like, in front of a computer screen and it's like good, like blurry fucking vision. It's just <laughs> shit. Yeah, right. Oh, well, another thing that I have noticed of late, there is another way to fog up your glasses, which 
I've managed to get Josh to do twice now is laughing so much that he cries. <laughs> We've had two and laugh cry incidents. Just steam, steam out of his eyes. <laughs> what the hell? How do you get steam out of your eye? I don't know either. Is that, is that a thing? Literally... I'm not sure how it happened, but twice, once six months ago, and yeah, the other time last week, yeah, something triggered a laugh to the I level. To just, I need to just find out. <laughs> hey Google, can you steam up your glasses by crying? You can. How to stop glasses from steaming up when wearing a face mask? No. Why it's do my glasses fog up? We haven't actually mm, filmed don't. it yet, so it's it's like this fictitious thing. Yeah, it's thing. a myth. But it's it, a myth, but well, it's I can tell you there was a yeah. pain in the butt, so it definitely happened. It definitely <laughs> happened. One was when I eyeballed him inappropriately. I threw to him <laughs> with my eyeballs. Like, no my, hands? You don't have any just, hands available? Well, he told me that I wasn't allowed to wink. At him. Her transition between <laughs> subjects or content was a wink. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like a, you yeah, take like, it. Yeah. Like, and I wasn't your... comfortable with that. Yeah. So I went complete opposite and threw my eyes out. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I did not know what was going on. Eyeballs out, and he just sort of went into a shock. <laughs> I did. And I tried to explain my way out of it, and it just made no sense either. It, <laughs> it made yeah. sense to you, but that's, that's it. It made complete sense to him, yeah. uh, to me, because he had instigated it. Yeah. So I was doing the opposite of what I'd been okay, told. Was maybe it. Dan can be the final decider. Is a wink from someone you don't know, just randomly out in public, is it okay to cop a wink? Jesus. You want to put some context behind that statement, buddy? No, but there's no context. There's that, no context. There's okay. Basically, so, uh, okay. here's let what I just, do. I me... walk down the street da, 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 as an energy economy. Sometimes instead of smiling at people, I'll just wink and nod my head as I walk past. Yeah, look, this is going to sound super like um, sexist when I say this, but like not from a, I don't know. Actually, no, probably from the same. It would be as weird as it, as it is from a girl as it is from a guy. It would be just as weird both yeah. ways. So. Like, is it okay? I mean, probably. I don't know. Not illegal, I guess. But like, <laughs> it's not is it, illegal. There you go. Is it, is Am it, I doing is it super awkward? Hell yes. It's not. Though. <laughs> or it could it could brighten someone's day. Like it could. I know. I think it's the same as smiling. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. That's exactly what I <laughs> yeah. said. It's like, if, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it okay if I walk down the street and just like grab someone's ass on the way? A, <laughs> That's exactly what I said. It's, it's pretty much the like the non-verbal. Like version of grabbing someone on the ass. That's. I still, I don't want to lose. It's like an essence of me. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Like I said, like it's not like Donald Trump illegal. Like, like no. I think we all need to move on from parts of ourselves, Belle. <laughs> no. no Maybe no. the winky wink. Well, I'm gonna. I become am a butterfly. Gonna... She doubled down you're on a, the stuff. You're a, you're a caterpillar now. You become a butterfly of the. Yeah. So what do I do instead? Smile still. Like as humans have been known to wave. No, so that's even, even sometimes say hello. Do you know where it started? Was it started when I was working at Mars in like compacted hallways, and you're walking down like across from each other, and you would see someone so that people you, know, you know, yeah, know or whatever, and I just instead of like a smile, which looks weird from like an external point of view, like you get eye contact with person, I just wink as I'm walking past. Yeah, that's not rather weird. than. That's not weird, but what we're saying here is a, is a different sitch. Well, so. yeah, it's sort of just translated into another <laughs> you just generalised Now you're just looking at random just, people down the street. I've just, I've just found out that that's easy to do. Children, <laughs> children, babies. It's certainly economical. I'll I give you that. I feel like I Maybe have, it's lazy. Maybe have, you're lazy. Yeah, I've, I've winked at children. <laughs> Small dogs, animals. Let's get off that as quick Anything. as possible. Oh, I do have a new thing that I want to try with a dog and a, a good-looking owner at one point. 
you know when you see these beautiful like creatures like you've got pets down. yeah hell yeah it's like oh it's such a beautiful the dog best. and usually what happens is like girls will go up to like mm. oh my god you've got such a beautiful dog can i pat it and then go up to the dog and go oh my god you've got such a beautiful owner can i pat, it? <laughs> can I pat him <laughs> do can you we... think that would work a, that'd be an awesome skit to do. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be a great skit. You should do that. Uh, we should um, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say it would. Well, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I sort of, I feel I like thought, the comedic yeah, of it is enough it. for me to push the barrier and just do it. If you might, you might meet the greatest guy ever because if someone's open to that, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, if they get that. Can you, yeah. as, a, as a female, is there any way for you to know just by judging the dog and the owner together as a package, whether he has a partner or not? Is there anything about dogs that gives away the status? No. I don't don't know. To be fair, I'm not usually one of those people that would go up to a person with a dog and go, oh, my God, it's such a nice dog. So it's sort of almost... But you are go up to someone and wink at them. (laughs) (laughs) Just wink to anyone, but just hand out winks like it's candy. Yeah, so I'm feeling like if they've got a wedding ring or something, that's probably a good sign. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you tell. Everyone else is free game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, do you know what? They're not locked away yet. (laughs) Talked about being locked away. Yes. Dan, you've been locked away in the studio for a while. Yeah. Making music with microcuts. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because people would probably know that you've been in a lot of bands over the years and this is very different. And I think I heard it referred to on Facebook by a mutual friend that it reminded them of the good feelings they had when they heard bands like Jebediah back in the day. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? That's, yeah. That's really so cool. can you maybe tell us, for people that may only know that you've played pre- mostly heavy music, what it is that Microcuts is and what you've been doing? Yeah, so... Uh, and maybe the name of the record label, because I think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so that's my, my record label that I've started called Stay Home Records. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was sitting in the bedroom and I was, you know, super, super bored and playing some music and... I chucked a capo on the third fret and um, it, it didn't let me write anything sad. <laughs> so it just really made me write happy music for a little bit. My brain um, just went, I have no idea what you've so just said. So we changed the tune. I changed the tune. Like, technically, I changed the tuning of the guitar like to its normal, from its normal thing. Okay. And it made everything really happy instead of really sad. Okay. So, he's like, he's moved it up. A, instead of moving down a register. Yeah. Or yeah. half okay. a register like you would when you're in a heavy band, he's moved yeah. it the other way. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And, and then I was sort of thinking about, you know, what what would be fun to just just get out and play? Like if you're sitting at a pub and listening to it and having a good time and you didn't want something blowing your head off, like because metal bands are what I've been doing for the last forever. If you just want something that wasn't going to blow your head off and you're going to have fun and enjoy and listen to it, um, what would you be playing? And I just started writing these songs and now there's a heap of them and they're really cool. So you're playing, you're singing. I'm singing and playing guitar. And you're yeah. also playing guitar. Yeah. So I've written these songs from start to finish. And then um, Caldwell's, Caldwell Jones, who's the drummer, has done all the drums for it because I can't play drums for shit. So, um, And they're all pretty much ready to go. So we're doing our first gig. I don't know if it's been announced yet. Has it been announced yet? It's about to be. Is it about to be? Can I do that? I, don't well, think I should. I don't know if I'm allowed to. I don't know either. Okay. We maybe say it. Well, we're playing at Beer Deluxe. Let's just say that in the next month. Oh, yeah, that's that. Oh, I don't know if that has been announced or not yet. Yeah. Now that you've just said that. Wherever you're listening to this, I'll have a note. Yeah, Yeah, cool. Yeah, with the date Yeah, everything. I don't think I'm allowed to say that. That's another thing that I'm emptying. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just bump. That was an uncomfortable reach around the mic. Because we're both slightly short of stature. Hey, that's what that thing is, that dynamite thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll take I mean, a picture. Dan's been fascinated with these little reg. Do you remember that thing I gave you ages ago called the cloud lifter? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a smaller version of the same. Yeah, type. right. That's yeah. rad. Cool. Just a little bit of gear talk there, bit of gear nerd talk. So what? Where were we at there? Oh, okay. Can we so just cover I off was... the other two band members first? So. Yeah. So um, it's it's myself, Tom Clayton. Um, on guitar, he's playing guitar, um, and Benny Dale is playing bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then Corbell Jones is doing some drums, and uh, Tom and Corbell are both singing as well. So, nice. it's, cool. it's, yeah, it's it's really it's really cool music, and there's a lot of dual vocal parts and stuff. And did yeah. you did you have a follow up from before? Oh, I actually didn't know what gig you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there I was, that there was where my brain was like, Ma, I don't know yet. <laughs> well, it's really cool. Like there's. Um, There's a few things that are happening, happening in the pipeline. Yeah, so gigs are happening again, which is really awesome. Yeah. Very exciting times. So when you hear people that have taste in music refer to this new stuff being like, say, a Jebediah. Yeah, great. How does how does that make you feel versus maybe in the past a different version of yourself when you were... Perfect, man. This is yeah. so good, dude. Like, because that, exactly that to me for. appeared on the outside because I obviously haven't seen you as much in the last eight to nine months as any period in the last 15 years because of COVID. Yep, yep. The, it seemed like all of a sudden one day you're just like, oh, I'm not sure if heavy music's all that I want to do. Yeah, dude, definitely. It never I think been. you knew that I kind of had moved on a little bit from that. Yeah, Even when sure. I was living with you guys in Wodonga a couple of years ago, I never. I don't think, I very rarely would ever have listened to a heavy song when I lived with you. I think there's one, I think the whole time you listen to um, anything, I think one you showed me one heavy song the whole time. I think the only heavy band I've listened to that I loved for the last half a decade was Whitechapel. Yeah, that was it. That new yeah. album. Of, well, it's not new now, but that yeah. was it. That was a great album too, but yeah. Yeah, so can you just talk us through when you realise that, because obviously I've known you for a long time, you're a very creative person and you've got all of the technical ability to transfer things from your head straight into something. Yeah, yeah. When, when you decided though, more about the emotions around, okay, I think I want to play a different style of music that people probably don't know me for came from nowhere man like I, I couldn't attribute it to anything except for like a change in I guess spirit it sounds strange but like because I was going through a bit of a, a soul-searching time in the last few years like you know about that you know I've talked about it on the podcast before as well and I think that's a change in spirit is where that all came from as well so I stopped maybe being um, not as angry but putting my energies into uh, more productive uh, outcomes. Yeah. Would be the best way to explain it, as well as changing the fret on you. As cha- and changing the fret, man, yeah. that was it. That was I it. You got it. it. You got it. That's it. Change the fret. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Don't and fret. Just change the fret. Change the fret. It's, yeah. That's that's not what. Whenever using that again. It's funny it. about the. I mean, it's super nerdy, but the changing fret thing. The best song that I personally think that I've probably ever written is a song called Faith and Blood, which is yeah. an old acoustic song that we had that was just people really. Should put actually, a link to that if you've got it somewhere. Yeah, people really loved it. Yeah. And I played that initially on my acoustic guitar out the front of an old house and I didn't have the capo on and I couldn't sing anything to it. And all I did was put a capo on the sixth fret and I thought it was just going to help me sing in my register. Yeah. And suddenly it became this other thing altogether. Yeah. Mm. It became something different and more, yeah. it had magic to it, which it didn't have in that lower register. Yep. Yeah. There but is a magic you to that would sixth know, fret. What I'm getting to is it's not the best. If you're thinking, I'm going to record this song, no engineer, no person, oh, why are you putting a capo on the guitar? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to be out of tune the whole time. Yeah. You're not going to be able to sing to that in the studio or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, everyone's going to be confused about the register when they're doing backing vocals. Yeah. But it really it sounds to me like it was just a moment. Yeah, dude. And I've written, like, there's probably four songs now in that 
microcuts universe that are in with that capo on the fourth fret, our third fret, and every single one has like an anthemic quality to it. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, it's really cool. So if you if you want to write a good rock song, just capo on the third fret. Is that apparently? What I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's got their own little thing they do. Because yeah, I, yeah. re- I remember back in the day when we were recording in Wagga. And a couple of the songs were using capos. Like we had some songs in our old band. Can we now. just, sorry, what is a capo? A capo is a small clamp that okay. covers all the strings. Cool. Sorry. That's all I needed. And essentially yeah. it's yeah. the end of the fretboard is called the nut. Yeah. Where that's where the strings go over. Oh, and, mate. My yeah. brain. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Sorry. Yeah. So really it's it, like it you've changes, artificially yeah. put a different end of the fretboard on. You've made the fretboard shorter. Okay. Yeah. Which makes the strings more Higher. Tense. And it makes it. Yeah. They're under more tension yeah. You, yeah. and you've moved it up. Cool. Yeah. I remember our old producer back in the day, Dan, with our old band, Dave, looking at us like, okay, so that guitar's, doing, that guitar's yeah. no tuning. That one's got a capo on the second and the other one's got a capo on the third. <laughs> That's never going to be able to stay in tune. Yeah. It's going to sound horrible. And it, it didn't. It actually worked. Do a lot but you must have been to put a capo on what I'm really getting at, Mel, okay. and this is where I'm kind of hedging towards, is you're obviously was searching for something different when you reach for the capo. Yeah, 100%. So it's really when you've been doing something for so long, it's really easy just to fall into old habits really quickly. Yeah. So that's what I, I mean. So easy to do. So the, yeah, trying to just change whatever you can. You know, stand yeah. on your head, do something different, sort of thing. Because I know I was doing music. Some people like our mutual friend Liam Willoughby back in the day. Oh yeah. yeah he yeah. would not change tunings or put. He would. He would just write on a different instrument. Yeah. When he was in search of something. Yeah, that's a way to do it too, man. Just change yeah. something. But putting a capo on can transform just a playing guitar into something else as well. Yeah, especially if you're used to being in the same room. Any change of environment or any change of anything you can do is great as a creative person. Like trying out a new anything, man. Like just just try some different shit. That's that's <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Try some different shit. Yeah, just do yeah. something. Life wisdom with Dan Coffey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true though. Yep. Like I've been trying different glo- shit lately too. You yep. have, and it works. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Pushes Would you, you out say of that you, you yeah, evolve? Exactly. You've obviously been doing different stuff with the MCing and everything, and more stuff with the Atomic Crew and all mm-hmm. that. But you also have changed up what you're doing in places like the gym that you haven't done before. Oh, true. What are you doing so at the gym? True. What's what's the story? Just lifting weights. Yeah, but, but nice. you've got a, you've got a couple of different goals in the gym at the moment. Oh though. yeah, my goal at the gym now is to jump three foot vertical. <laughs> <laughs> is that like Michael? What's how? how it's a long way. It, well, is it? Is it? When I, I mentioned probably jumping to the I'm not top real good at jumping in I'm general. Not, see, I'm not either, so I feel like it would be. A how great do you measure a jump? A jump. Mm. Well, I just want to be able to jump up high. So I've just started playing mixed netball again, mm. and in my brain, I'm I know I'm competitive, and mm. I usually will go up against someone of Josh's size mm. and height, regardless. So five foot four for everyone listening. <laughs> He's anyone over six foot is the person that I will take on always, and usually what happens is they land on top of me or like just I end up crash tackled down to the ground. But in my brain, if I can just like go <laughs> like and grab the ball, yeah, or at least be like a competitor in it, in that, like in yeah. a competitor, because I think people just look at me and go, "Why? Why are you trying? Why are you trying?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And sometimes I get it because it's like an unexpected. Yeah. Why is this yeah. chick just? So if I can get up high, that that's one goal. My trainer though, he was be like, um, "How tall are you?" Then I was like. Five foot two and a half. That's very important. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, All right, well, I'm just going to show you 
how high this three-foot jump is. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course I want to jump that high. (laughs) And he goes, all right, let's get some perspective on this. Maybe we can break it down into stages. And I'm like, yep, that's fine. I still want to be able to jump that high. My other goal is I want to be able to hollow rock a Malteser. Okay, now explain that in more detail. (laughs) You've never said that expression that slowly with that amount of articulation. It's the only time I've ever fully understood what you're saying. Okay. You want to hollow rock yeah. a Malteser. So there's this thing that you can do at the gym where you, you basically like create yourself into like a dish and you, it's all ab strength and you're like, like oh, a little rock, bowl. Okay, I'm thinking you're like eating a Malteser. But no. Like, all right. So I was doing that one day and struggling with the mental capability and coordination of getting the rock and that thing, and I was, my brain just went, "Hey, has anyone ever tried to do this with Malteser?" <laughs> <laughs> and, of course. <laughs> and one of the guys actually somehow knew what I was talking about. My trainer's like, "What?" And I was like, "Have you ever seen that on the ad where they put the Malteser along the top of the car dashboard and it rolls down?" And I was like, ah. "How cool would it be to be able to rock the whole distance of a Malteser, like in a bowl, <laughs> yeah, and just like hollow rock that?" Yeah, the Harlem Globetrotters of yeah, Malteser like, rocking. Yeah, that, so that was my thing. And then this guy that goes, "Yeah, I knew what you're talking about." <laughs> I challenged him to a hollow rock off in six months. And then that turned weird because the next week. Surprising. <laughs> no, and because what I. What could go wrong? Yeah. Because no, I. Showing a random guy to jump to a hollow yeah, rock. Yeah, Because <laughs> he's right. My brain's gone, right, I've got this date. I already know it's the 1st of February in 2021. Like, that is etched. That's how my brain works. That's that's happening. He might not be ready for it, but I'm rocking up to do this. Anyway, the week after. I'm rocked up at the gym and he goes, oh, I'm sitting on the couch with my wife the other night and I just started laughing. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. And I was like, what? And he goes, oh, we just had Maltesers and I started laughing. <laughs> and she goes, what are you laughing at? And he's like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> he wasn't brave how, enough to say a girl How do you gym. explain that this girl at the gym has challenged you to a Malteser <laughs> hollow walk and yeah. also has instigated a laugh in the middle of your intimate, like, <laughs> laughing couch time. feeding each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, so, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, that, that's my two goals. Yeah. My new goals my, for the gym. My gym goal, Dan, is just to actually go back to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. to get myself through the door. I feel you. I'll take you. Sounds I'm dangerous. not committing to anything real. Regarding a Malteser, though. No, no. But if you if you want to go to the gym, I'll go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to go. I need someone to drag me there. Yeah. Just got to search. How high? Is three foot. Can Michael Jordan jump? Oh, You're talking I, about vertical inches. Imagine if inches. I could jump as high as Michael Jordan. Okay. Look, I understand. Okay, here we go. Here, let me just. Do you want to, do you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your goal? Three foot. Thirty-six yeah. inches. Okay. Jordan's incredible. <laughs> Like we're talking about the greatest basketball of all time with the most yeah. amazing. Yeah, I can see why. Jordan's I incredible full four foot <laughs> vertical leap. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's the yeah. first thing on Google. So that's all right because like he's got a lot more lift than me. Yeah, you're aiming to be seventy five percent of Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's, it seems. Hey, why are you trying to break and crushed in my dreams oh, and my aspirations? So that's why he's put uh, a goal on. He's like, let's just see if we can get to one foot first. I'm the, happy with three foot. To Jeez. be honest, how, how did he break? Oh, what about Bugsy Moogs? He's he, like outside. He had a um, 
Well, hang on. This just leads into the fact that in my genetics, I have I must have vertical leaps in there somewhere because I now know, courtesy of you, Josh, that James Naismith made basketball a thing. Yeah. If your last name was Naismith, wouldn't you think somewhere <laughs> along the swath of time you, someone might have mentioned that a Naismith invented the game of basketball? Really? See? He doesn't know it. Yeah, but his last name's Caulfield. <laughs> I've got nothing. I've got Emma Caulfield, who's an actor, I think. That's it. Yeah. Emma but, Caulfield, yeah. Well, here's what I do know about. Do you know there's a fa- suburb named Caulfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, do you know yeah. what I and know a, about f- horse race, that's famous it. Naismiths? They invented whiteout, which makes much more sense to me because, like, I'm a myriad of mistakes always. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are literally living whiteout. Oh, yeah, you're, 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 a, you're a cover-up. Yeah. Literally just you like... Are, she is a cover-up. Yeah. <laughs> literally that's... So, of course, that would just resonate with me more than a basketballer. But now yeah. that I'm obviously going to become proficient at jumping... Yeah. Or then. like you could you know, join the NBA if you wanted yeah. to if, after this. That's the Look, that's opera, the level you'll be able to jump at. We are all allowed to have goals. And you do you know what? win every single netball like tournament... That you could enter from now on after you can jump three feet. There's something after like I can jump three feet, yeah. not pre-jumping. Even three two feet's feet. pretty good, I think. I think that's probably is two feet a better goal, or is three feet? No, you know what? I'm going to go Don't for three foot. Short. I'm going to go for, for three foot, but two foot Literally. I will happily as my midway point, maybe one and a half. I think you're Look, just going four, straight four for foot's three. the the ceiling. That's the, the that's that's the glass ceiling. Oh, I mean, I don't want to. Take straight up Michael Jordan off his mantle or anything. He'd probably take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but it's just something it's, I've always been bad at it, and I think it's also why it's such a good goal for me because it'll push me complete to develop that vertical leap. Will push me <laughs> into a extreme out of comfort zone to get the strength to do that. I can't envisage any way that you can spoil someone else's relationship by doing it. <laughs> Where it's the Malteser thing. <laughs> it sounds like he's just going to get people in trouble. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we've just, we've not spoken of that since because I've squirreled that away and I'm like, I'm just rocking in on 2021, How, February. With like, this guy, this mystery guy, the Malteser guy. Yeah. Do you see him regularly enough that you can keep tabs or do you have to go and hunt this guy down? And oh, then... He's at the gym every time I'm there. Okay, that's right. Because his missus might be a bit worried if someone's suddenly looking into him. <laughs> Who's this girl that wants to know all about you? I'm not looking. To, not, literally, I made that challenge, and then that's the end of it until that challenge comes up, and I will continue hustling in my own little way. So until, who declares you winner on the day? Me. Yeah. I'll be the winner. I don't know how often I should remind him about it because that uh, will give him an advantage that he wants to practice. As much as you can. Okay. Yeah, you want to have a real challenge on the day. I feel like he is reminded of my presence every time I rock into the gym and say <laughs> is something. Is it like more of a, like a bully presence? Like, no, like, it's not. Like it's I'm not. after you. <laughs> the, the, the title, the yeah, crown. Yeah. The belt is mine. Yeah. <laughs> hollow rock off. Hollow yep. rock off. Jesus. Is that a thing? Hollow rock off. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah. Yeah. HRO. We'll just call it HRO. Yeah, like I'll get a belt and everything. Mm. Title. You could be like the. You could make a new sport out of this, and you could be the, like the the chief of the, the HRO. My brain just sees it as an amazing thing to visually be able to do. So yeah. can I? Okay, so you like in a in a planking position where you do this upside down. So you like yeah, you're you're on like your butt like a U, right? Yeah. And you're like a dish, and you've got a rock. Yeah, okay. on your like, butt basically, like yeah, this. but like a. Yeah. Yeah, like okay. a bowl. Yeah. 
And it, it like takes, a seesaw. Let's say yeah, it, it yeah. takes a lot of core strength to be able to do that. And in my thought process would be a good way to register this would be whether you could keep a Malteser going from either way. Like where are you going to put the – where's the Malteser start is my first question. Well, oh, like at, for you- at the – Fingers, maybe someone put nah, it in the fingers. I, I don't think just... this is. I don't think, I think this has been thought through. Well no, enough. I was about to say for a, a guy, obviously there's full travel, but for a female there might be obstacles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what if I create a channel? <laughs> Jesus. Well, you can. You might need a special well, maybe, piece of equipment. Well, hang on. If I become. But we're uh, just no. Nah. <laughs> Sorry. Nope. If you are good nope. enough at hollow rocking. <laughs> Then you want to be bloody good at hollow rocking. I tell you bump what, bump shouldn't be an obstacle. <laughs> they even dudes like dudes have pesticles, pesticles, pesticles. <laughs> Is that what they're called? That's, a, think... te- that's a technical term. Yeah. Fair enough. <sighs> Look, it's happening. Okay, if people want to make yeah. excuses of it, why? No, no, I have just... to do a test run, and if <laughs> I get just melted chocolate everywhere because it gets stuck in areas it shouldn't be, then Jeez. well, you're not allowed to report back. <laughs> you keep your test runs to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just think like. <laughs> Whatever's happened is not how it happens. Stop yeah. killing my fun. I oh, know. Sorry. <laughs> like seriously, guys. Sorry, stop. sorry, jumpy. Have stop. Sorry, jumpy chocolate milk. Look, just <laughs> maybe do it when you're not following Dan around. At his yeah. Job. <laughs> Please. If you're following Dan at his job, Super don't awkward. hollow rock. Jesus. Talking about the opposite of hollow rock. Please. Let's get back to microcuts. Okay. Yeah, because my ego won't take a day off. Oh, no. yeah. That's right. That's the that was, name of the song. Thank you for she rescuing my piss poor segue. Then she said the name of the song. So that's the name of the song. Yeah. What can you tell us what's what it's about? Because yeah. you guys have taken the perspective of releasing one dedicated kind of song at a time. Yeah. Making all the elements and whatever about that one song. And then you've got more coming in the future. So what is My Ego Won't Take a Day Off about? It seems like it's obvious, but I know you're a deep person, Dan. Yeah, pretty, pretty That's obvious, why I suppose. On. Well, I know. I, did, I didn't think that until today. but <laughs> That's why I've got glasses on, Josh. Yeah. That's, that's the whole reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's not because I'm old and you have poor eyesight. Exactly. Yeah. I wish the that depth. was a reason. <laughs> the depth. Just looking, just being smart. Yeah. It just goes with the territory. No, really, really, you, you're on the ball, man. It's it's a little bit more than, I suppose, what the lyrics are about. It's, it's I'm going to go with exactly what you just said. Just It's, it's really, it's, yeah, more than what. what it's hard to, hard to explain. I'm not letting you off the hook. What All right. When you say more, <sighs> I mean, obviously, it sounds as though you've been living and breathing the song to the point to get it out. Mm. Maybe... I've put you on the spot to articulate so, exactly what it's about, but so there's more to I suppose um, the human ego than we can make a lot of mistakes by listening to our ego too much. I mean, ego's got a got a whole it's a whole reason we have one. It's, it needs to be there so we can. Uh, <laughs> I heard that. I heard it totally. Um, it needs to be there for a few reasons so that we can differentiate ourselves between things, but it also leads to a lot of sadness and pain. So that's kind of what the song's about. In a happy way, it's a happy song. Still, yeah, it's it's a rocky song, but it's the the, the lyrics are kind of like like I won't take a day off, and I lose my temper about it, but it doesn't make me stop who I am, yeah. um, and I'll keep going as as and and keep you know trying to get better and better because I mean we're all in different ways flawed and and not quite what we're made of what we're supposed to be, so I suppose this is like a a, a step one of being more than what you sort of were before. Yeah. And every day waking up and going, okay, I'm going to get a little bit better every day of doing it. And the end of the song is like, it actually says, I'll cull this back one day. It, and that's the, literally the end of the song. So it's, I guess there's cutting off the branches that don't bear any fruit sort of thing, if that makes any sense, yeah. is what yeah. it sort of is about. Getting rid of dead wood. Yeah, so that's a lot to it. 
So what more than just that one line? line you've I accepted that the ego part that drives part of what you do. That's always just going to be part of the mix. It's there for a reason, but yeah. it's just you just need to not be a dick about it. <laughs> so you're trying to channel what whatever energy or whatever motivation drive the ego affords you. Yeah, you're trying to point it at something more productive pretty well yeah. yeah if that that's yeah there's more to that even to go deeper than that as well but then we're getting into some crazy shit so yeah we'll go crazy all man. right if you embarrass yourself <laughs> i'll just cut oh, it no, out it's that. <laughs> it's like, just like saying my my worry i guess my pause before was more about am i gonna say this in the correct way or am i gonna am i gonna um fuck this right up so <laughs> what is the correct way well there is there, there is no correct way i suppose you're right um yeah, yeah i don't Whatever the way is that comes out of your mouth is what it was supposed to be at the time. Yeah. And there's always, and this is where your ego comes into play, yeah. there is always a reflective point of where you could have delivered that better. Yeah. So I guess, I guess like, to stick with it, you, you you sort of don't want to make any mistakes in your life, but you have to. Mm-hmm. And that's where your growth comes. That's where, yeah. And that's what we're talking about before as well. Mm-hmm. Your growth comes from completely just being destroyed and then, and then I, I, I've been in low points like even recently, very recently, where it's like bottom of the barrel sort of sort of stuff, yeah. where it's quite bad, but you're hitting the bottom of the pool, I suppose, and jumping back up again, and that's, yeah. This I wrote that song before, way well before any of that happened, but it definitely resonates now. There's a lot of things that I've learnt, and I still learn every day, man. Like some some of the stuff that I'm reading and listening to now is absolutely insane. Like I didn't realize how the human body worked, or and I've talked to Mel about this before, and I think I might have talked to you about. Um, the human body and, and the brain working a certain way. So if something comes into your mind, that's a, uh, I guess like a, a negative thing, a bad thing, um, where you're cruel to yourself or unkind, then your brain starts to play a little movie and that movie just keeps going. And unless you can tell yourself to stop that movie or have a coping mechanism to stop that movie playing in your head. And it goes with like anxiety, depression, like that's its favorite friend, that's its best friend, mm-hmm. that movie. And the ego is, it pl- all plays into that as well. So the ego is important. It has to be there. You have to have that movie so you don't run in front of a dr- the bus or something like that. You have to have it there. But the best way to explain it, it's like a flame or like a fire. Fire is really great because it can, uh, it can heat your house and it can um, help you cook food. It's really great when it's controlled, when you control it. But once it gets out of control is when it's quite bad, which is how the human body works as well and how the ego works as well. It can burn your whole house down or it can kill everyone around you and destroy relationships. And the whole point of being a human being is to, I guess, my meaning of life is to build a community that's healthy and respectful and loving. And that's my meaning of my life. But, yeah, you're getting some crazy shit there. But yeah, Tell me this. So you said that you wrote this song before yeah, you went into this stuff. For sure. So do you think subconsciously this was you creating an outlet ready for this awakening for you to hit this dark yeah, for sure. period? For sure. You don't know what you need until you need it, yeah. Um, and if Like you, that message was already there. Yeah, But yeah. you just hadn't let it get out. Get out, yeah. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't my time. It wasn't right for me, my time, to, to let it happen. I just had to be this age in this time. And yeah. luckily um, I was smart enough. Or not smart enough. That's not the word. I was well versed enough to um, have n- have knowledge that um, these were the things that were happening to me, and and these were the things that needed to be fixed in my life before I could move on and grow a little bit more. Where does this knowledge come from? Uh, a lot of it's biblical, so a lot mm-hmm. of it's like sermons and stuff like that that I've been 
researching, but yeah, some of it's just general common sense and, and spirit again, like spirit's such an important part of our world that we don't even know about. Yeah. We all have it. We all have that. We need that spiritual um, awakening and uh, that spiritual um, food. We just don't know enough about it. And everyone has their own tool source, right? So yours sure. is biblical and spiritual and that, but other people can have a completely different community and a different knowledge wavelength. So just because what you're saying works for you doesn't necessarily mean that it's going it's to resonate with everyone. someone else, nope. but there are different layers to how you can go about, yeah. I suppose, helping yourself. And it's just, this is I suppose, about, I want yeah. to explore and to help yourself. Yeah, exactly as right. Well. Exactly right. And this is all like, to, to be like brutally honest, this the whole microcuts thing, all this, it's all about me growing and changing, really. But this also came from a good thing because these band yeah. members came from the fire. Speaking yeah. of your fire, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 you yeah, channeled yeah. this fire fun. Fuck. <laughs> You just, I agree with the mic. You go easy on the mic, mate. Josh is looking at me, trying, because he knows I'm going to say a very good point. (laughs) He's trying to disregard the fact that my hands are going. But you, this all came about because you were doing your fire fundraiser charity event to raise money for everyone that's been affected in fire. For sure. And these band members that you are now playing with in microcuts were just formed for that night. Yeah, yeah. And now it has become much more than that where you, wow, metaphorically taken this fire yeah, and channeled it into your growth set and yeah. actually controlled it into an outlet that's going to help you. Yeah. You were helping others and now you're... Myself. You do, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really been, had a lucky time, I suppose, no. is, is the... The or, luckiest yeah. people are the hardest workers. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll attribute uh, it to that. Yeah. But, uh, mate, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to take credit for anything, but yeah. But just been really lucky and really, um, I hate to, hate to bring Christianity stuff into it because I know not everyone resonates with that, but it's it's definitely like I feel like I've been looked after. Yeah. For sure. Interesting. When, um, before, and, and Josh has gone yeah. through it with me before yeah. as well. So when we were, um, and the reason, one of the reasons I believe all this stuff as well, we yeah. were in a massive, I don't know, Josh, we talked about the car accident. Oh, I've heard bits of it. And yeah. yeah, we've never talked about it on this show before. Okay. And I didn't realise uh-uh. that you two were in it together. Yeah. So yeah. can we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we're in like a double decker bus. Yeah. And no, we won't. <laughs> no, I won't yeah. make anything up. No. I want to I want to desperately make yeah, a funny I know. story up. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you the actual story. Yeah. Um so Josh was like doing drugs behind the behind the wheel. No, okay. Yeah. Right, right, I, I was gonna say that leads me to another he question. Was like, that... He was like <laughs> he was on a huge like mushroom trip. No. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> we, so we, were, we we went to a record label meeting. This is actually the real story, mm-hmm. God's honest truth. We were going to a record label meeting in Sydney, and we were signing with a dodgy as hell record label that they were associated with, like Sony and BMG, and they were called Blue Pie Records. People that promised us the world and gave us nothing. Anyway, we were in this in, at this thing in Sydney, and we and we came back from it, and we were travelling back at like it was like midnight, I think. It was it was yeah. close to midnight. I was in the back seat and Josh was in the front seat and then Rudy was, he was a singer of, yep. that, of Third Estate, yep. was the band, if you're ever looking it up. Um, he was driving and I was just looking out the window and listening to music and and a voice came in my head and said, you won't be alone or you're not going to walk alone, something like that. Mm. Um, and I was just like, didn't really believe anything spiritual. Or yeah. I just thought the thoughts are in my head and there's nothing yeah. There's nothing about this that's, that's, I'm just being crazy. Yeah. I'm hearing voices or whatever. Um, 
but it was like someone speaking, literally. Yeah. Okay. And I was just, I was just like in my head, I'm like, just fuck off, fuck off. What am I even doing? Fuck off. Like this isn't, this isn't real. Yeah. Um, bugger off, bugger off. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. swear words. Um, <laughs> and ten seconds later, um, we're in this huge car car accident. So this is like a black. What was it? A Commodore? Do you have? The Commodore. Yeah. Dark, yeah, yeah. dark blue VT Commodore. That's yeah. right. And it was pitch black and it was like on this on the highway back from um back from Sydney. We were like around where's the where were we? Around Yass? I think we were maybe forty minutes out of Goulburn. Goulburn, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Um you, literally the car like hit the wall and spun around and hit I think it hit another wall as well. I'm pretty sure it hit two walls. Yeah. And then we came to a stop and the car was facing in the opposite direction mm-hmm. in the middle of the highway. And you could literally see like a movie, like you see the lights flash, mm. flash, and then dull out really slowly. And the lights just stopped flashing after about, because the, the, the battery was hanging out of the front of the car. Oh, wow. So it just had stopped. Um, and I don't know how or what happened next, but Josh couldn't get out of his car. So he like ripped the, he like Superman ripped the seatbelt out, like, like a fucking, like the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Like, just ripped it out of the fucking car. Yeah. And we all got out and the car was all smoky and stuff like that because of the airbag, I'm pretty sure had like exploded and yeah. whatever happens there. This truck came straight past us um, and pulled over and didn't hit us, thank God. So he must have seen us somehow and yeah. slowed down and pulled past us. Yeah. And um, so we kind of, I just got the guys and we just all went behind that truck just because just we just didn't know what else was going to happen. Yeah. And I think it was six cars after that that piled into our car, just kept started yeah. piling into yeah. us. Like one after, it was the most horrible noise. Sorry, probably got PTSD from this, but the most horrible <laughs> noise. I've spoken about it a few times. Yeah, yeah the most horrible noise ever is those those, those brakes. Because they, yeah. they, they had about, I reckon, 10 years before they saw our car. Because there was yeah. no lights, nothing. Yeah. yeah. And they just started piling into us at 12 o'clock at midnight, as cars. And that was our car. That was our car. But no one, no one was hurt. I mean, seriously hurt or injured. Yeah. And no one died out of all those cars. Yeah. Piling, yeah. And they were just piling into each other like it was a huge, crazy pile. Is that how you remember it, Josh? I mean, some of the details are probably not the same. Not the same, but it's basically what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And the scariest moment for me, other than the sound, I can't describe the sound. It's Horrible. still the most, I think three cars crashed into the wreck and one almost hit it. And yeah. the truck had stopped up the hill because he had massive floodlights. Yeah. So the truck actually put tried to put his headlights onto the wreck. So that people could... But then also him and I ended up running down the road and putting all these reflectors out. Yeah, okay. And unfortunately, the very next car after us was going way over the speed limit. Yeah, okay. And wiped out all the reflectors and then crashed into the wreck. Um, yeah. So we had no that. we had yeah. no way of stopping people. Like we were trying to flag people down. with. We only had one mobile phone that had charge. Yeah, that was that right. yours? Maybe. I don't know, man. We needed we're one. In, we're all in shock. Yeah. Yeah. But... The only person that got even the slightest bit hurt was that first person after us because they were going, they were in an old BMW and they were really gunning it. Yeah. I think he hurt his leg. Like it wasn't even. It wasn't a serious injury. Yeah. But when they were walking after it, yeah. it wasn't a serious the injury. The ambulance driver said to me, he looked me in the eyes and it was fucking flashing lights and craziness going on. He just grabbed me and kind of shook me and said, When I heard about what happened here, I expected there to be lots of dead people. Yeah. It's it's one in a yeah. million that you guys walked away the way you did. The fact that there's no one hurt here yeah. is unheard of. Have you guys, do you know who this truck driver was? No, well, it was such a crate. And then once the police and the ambulance were there, we kind of all got separated into oh, this car group of people and these yeah. guys were there from the because we obviously had to 
Yeah. Explain. Do we do a statement? I don't remember. I think on the scene, maybe. I'm not sure whether we had to do any follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. But it got crazy real fast. Yeah. And once we realized that cars were just not going to stop and they were going to crash, the truck driver told us to actually go down into the actual, pretty much under half under the bridge into the median strip bit over the end, other end of the bridge, and he went back to his truck. What happened essentially was it was a tiny little bridge at the bottom of a hill. Yeah. And the road narrowed to just the bridge. Yeah. And a kangaroo jumped right in front of Rudy's car just as we went onto the bridge. And if he had have swerved one way, yeah. he would have crashed straight into the barrier. Yeah. So he really didn't have any option. Yeah. And we were talking, like he was really upset. He was like, I shouldn't have reacted that way and all this stuff. And I remember- Yeah, the what ifs, man. He said that in front of a mutual friend, yeah. the, the Bodmans, who are transport professionals. Yeah. And I remember Mick Bodman saying, mate, until you've seen a thousand kangaroos, you're always going to react like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was just fucking scary. Like I had, I thought to myself that this is it. And we were sliding sideways down yeah, the bridge. Yeah, that was And I was just thinking, well. okay, this is yeah. how it's going to end. Yeah. At least, I mean, at least I'm here doing After this. we've just signed with this dodgy record label. Well, we already kind of knew that was dodgy, but the thing <laughs> was the day before, it was the most positive we'd been about it for 12 months. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So do you think... So listening to this story, now, Josh, you often talk about your two bestest ever friends yeah. as Dan and Rudy. Yeah. Do you think that this thing that happened to you as well as the music is something that you will ever be connected by and part of why you are yeah, such tight of, friends? It's part uh, of that reason. It was, yeah, it was the inflection point for that. Yeah. It galvanized us beyond friends, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Galvanized. Yeah, pretty yeah. well. Welded yeah. us together. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, because yeah. we had our own egos and we were probably not getting along. Like, yeah. there was always a little bit of tension up until that point. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like... And after that point, it was different. Life seemed a little bit different. Yeah. So, where can people find Microcuts? Uh, you can do Instagram. Um, we're on Spotify. Um, Shit hot name, cuts. by the way. I'm surprised you managed to get that name. Yeah, dude, I was... I, did a lot of, uh, a lot of Google, Google search. <laughs> yeah. But Microcut is a Muse song, which is, you know, yeah. what, you know it's one of my favourite bands and, and that's kind of just all came from there too. But there's a few names, but, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, so that, that was it. And yeah, Microcuts AU is the, is any, any social media, but yeah, we're on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music and nice. all the things. Atomic. Any, atomic. Atomic, atomic yeah. and Triple J and Earth and yeah. yeah. Excellent. But also well, Atomic. But also Atomic. Yeah, yeah, go to Atomic and buy the song. I think those can, guys yeah. who I keep seeing all these things about how much you actually it's get what, the money. It's, it's actually, it's actually <laughs> how incredible the payout is. Way better is. for us if you went to the Atomic site. Atomic Music Space is where it is at if you were Googling it. And it's actually way better for any artist to have it brought through there because you're A, you actually get money for it. Yeah. yeah. And that they, they, yeah. That's awesome. Good, good peeps. I'm becoming more and more kind of enamored with what they're doing lately. Just that it's happening here in our own backyard is pretty awesome too. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you, Daniel. Thank oh, you for gee. coming. And I, yeah, we covered a few things today. I was not expecting to. So thanks, Mel, for driving us there. Thanks. Someone <laughs> right needs to be up. able to drive. <laughs> yeah, someone. yeah, yeah. Right Bye. Thanks Bye-bye. for having me. So the famous Dan Caulfield. There we go. That's him. It's sort of underwhelming when he's right in front of us on the couch. Well, you seem to get you talk, less. You talk him up a lot and then you see, no, he's a good guy. I thanks. like him. I like him. I can see why you guys have remained friends for a long time. And I'm keen, like, that was cool to hear. I've heard snippets of this, like, life-changing experience that you all had and to actually hear two of you in the same room sort of vibing it off each other was cool. I'd love to get Rudy in at the same time. Yeah. Today that was the first 
what I would call mostly positive retelling of the story that I've ever been part of. Yeah. Whether there was a lot of fear and emotion around it back in the day or whether we hadn't dealt with it in our own ways yet. Yeah. But that was, yeah. The more I talk to Dan, the more I like him um, because he is an open book. And I think I, you can't, you can't fake authentic. Like, and he is authentic. He's a real deal. And so, um, from that respect, like, I really like and respect him. And every time I have an interaction with him, I I know what he's thinking because he's very honest. And I can't negate that, even if I don't agree with what he says. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my serious point on Dan. (laughs) Well, it it got a little bit serious there at the end. So, that's probably a good way to to wind that all up. (laughs) Yeah. Just on a lighter note, obviously a few things came up in there about events and things that are happening. Yeah, a bit of bit of action. Uh, feels like I'm just getting around a bit. Like it does feel like a bit I'm like working that. Working at Drome Street. I probably wouldn't have said it like that. <laughs> it feels like I'm involved in everything at the moment, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. People are going to start going a bit sick of you. We need to change things up a little bit. But yeah, we're. There's going to be some live music happening at Beer Deluxe towards the end of November. My point to that is just get around it. Like we're not going to have these opportunities presented to us if we don't support them. And we can't complain if stuff's not there if you're not supporting it when it actually is. And we're at a very crucial point in time Mm -hmm. where if the amount of extra stuff involved with putting on an event, if these don't go well, Yeah, the venues are putting a, even more on the line now than maybe what they ever have because yeah. of the amount of investment into just logistically making stuff happen. Yeah. We really have to be out there and supporting this stuff. Yeah. I don't care if it's raining. I mean, it's raining today and I hate the cold and I still came here to do the podcast because I know it's important. Yeah. Same way if it's raining on these nights where there's live music, I'm still going to turn up because I know it's important and sometimes you just got to suck it up, princess, yeah. for the greater good. <laughs> I think you've said that three times today. Yeah, That's well, good. <laughs> it's true. This is the sort of thing where now that I'm partly involved, I think as an external person watching in, you can quite easily go, yes, no, can't be bothered, right? Even with the fa- fashion show, like I know when we're talking about that to Bernadette, she's like, people are like, oh, I can't be bothered driving over to Wodonga from Albury, which is stupid and ridiculous. Like the fact that we're getting these things that can happen so close to our doorstep and for anyone listening, like in regional Albury, Wodonga at the moment, like that's where it is. And if you can't support stuff that is that close to you, then shame on you because it's not going to be happening and it takes a lot of work and if the minimal amount of work you can do is get out of the house and put your takeaway money towards a ticket, yeah. just do it. And that's an excellent point. And the only thing I would add to that is if you're actually part of the artist community, as in the musicians themselves, yeah, the artist and the venue and the scene as a whole needs everyone to be active when things start to open up. Yeah. If there was petty jealousy or competitiveness or anything leading into COVID that really in retrospect, We've now seen what can happen to a scene when mm-hmm. you can't have shows. Yeah. It's very fragile. And this is a time where we can really come together and strengthen it again. And But I think it has to start with the artist. Whatever issue you have with going out and supporting bands or if you don't like to, certain genres, I think we've got to kind of all get a bit over that at the moment. Yeah. Like I know I need to. 
Yeah. I'm older. I'm less, in my own mind, up until now and the conversation that we've had recently, I've been probably had more bands on my I wouldn't go see them list than I do on my I'll go see them list. Yeah. But that can't be how this is when things start opening up. No. Everyone just has to be around it. Get around it. Yeah, get around live music as a concept and an idea. Get around live anything. Yeah, get around watching Mel prance around the stage in between bands. So I will be there. Of course. Um, <laughs> um, because I'm officially required to be, but also I would have been there otherwise. Yeah. Can I start calling you ubiquitous Mel? Melbiquity. 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 You're just everywhere. I am everywhere at the moment. It's it's good, yet it's probably unsettling for people that just see me pop up. I think it's. <laughs> I think everyone loves it, except I'm waiting for you to do one of these things while wearing the flanny. I have done things wearing the flanny before. Are you going to be wearing the flannies at the upcoming shows? No, I don't know. I, I've got four cube sessions that are happening in November and I will definitely be wearing a flanny in those. Okay. If you're listening to this and you're aware of the flanny-related material, can yeah. you just give Mel a bit of a wink and a nudge? Yeah. <laughs> About her flanny. Let's wink and nudge me Yeah. in a... In an inappropriate way in the street, yeah. so I feel uncomfortable. Like apparently, like I put that onto the rest of the world. Well, that's one thing Dan confirmed for me today, <laughs> which I'm happy about. Which is probably why I like him a little bit less, but still, uh, he's yeah. entitled to his opinion. He's still over fifty percent. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, out. We better wind this one up. Yeah. But yeah, so get out, support the bands. Thanks, Mel, for being me, being awesome, and. <laughs> If you're my little brother and you happen to be listening to this, we will sing at some point for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I know we did leave the last episode because there was a bit of confusion. <laughs> Mate, and I'm yeah. sorry, but I'm sort of not because it turned into a brilliant like insight into where my head can go. <laughs> yeah. Like all the fairies and all the fluff and the glitter, there sometimes is a very straight linear thing in your head. <laughs> Isn't it? It's very literal. It's so <laughs> literal. It doesn't make any sense to... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so, talking about fairies and other things, you can go get some magic dust at our website, I reckon. Was you that can. a drug joke or was that just a well, after, you know, fairies and <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get out there, but just if you could get on a Facebook page, give it a thumbs up. That's always a nice thing. Maybe tell your friends about it. Yep. And then if you really want to help out, you can buy us a coffee. I mean, that's nice. For as, as little well. as $3, you can support us. Which is three $1 coins. Correct. And I think we've mentioned before that if you're thinking about playing the slots, just throw them out. Yeah. Slot us. Look, the return on investment from this show for your ears is just, it's astronomical. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Up until the point where we sing. (laughs) So for the root. Yeah. Or maybe just pay us not to sing. Oh, do that. (laughs) I'm I'm down with that. Yeah. Let's just do that. Anyway, um, if you have anything for us to do or you want us to talk about or if there's someone that um, you're interested in hearing a little bit more about that story, I've got some cool ones that we've got pinned coming up. Yeah, we've got a few things on the board. Yeah. So if there's anything you want us to have on the board that you think we need to talk about, yeah, just inbox us on Facebook. Do or it. You, yeah, you can email feedback at punchingsideways.com. Yeah. Righto, mate. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Laters. <laughs>